Hello and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. My name is Dr. Neve Ramsey from the Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land we are based on and pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Today's podcast comes from the 2020 ANZHFR HipFest Lecture Series. We will be discussing the use of total hip replacements versus hip hemiarthroplasty in the management of hip fractures. This will be led by Professor Ian Harris, an orthopaedic surgeon at New South Wales Liverpool Hospital and co-chair of the Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry. And Dr Marini Papyrus will also be joining us, an orthopaedic surgeon based at Cabrini Private Hospital in Victoria. Okay, everybody, um, we're uh, very happy to have Marini Papyrus uh, from Melbourne, uh, who's going to be talking to us about the use of total hip replacement versus hemiarthroplasty in hip fracture management. So uh, first of all, Marini, can you just tell us a bit about uh, yourself? I work at three hospitals, the uh, Royal Melbourne Hospital, the Brainy Hospital and the Epworth Hospital. And one of my interests is in trauma. I've been involved in trauma for a long time and uh, taught on a number of uh, bodies, including the AO group, an international group based in Switzerland, where the focus is really making good decisions for our uh, patients relating to the management of all fractures, but particularly fractured neck of femurs at this point in time. That's a big part of any, any trauma surgeon's uh, job. Um, so let's get right down to it. So we're talking about displaced femoral neck fractures. And the standard treatment for a long time has been a hemiarthroplasty, which is just replacing the femoral head. But uh, now, and I think especially in Melbourne, um, a total hip replacement, where they also replace the acetabulum, um, has been popular for a while. Can you tell us, is the uptake of this changing over time? Yeah, I, I think surgeons are trying to do what they think is better for our patients and uh, initially, uh, as you'd be aware, many years ago, we used to perform a half hip replacement uh, with not very good fixation in the thigh bone. And the Australian National Joint Registry told us fairly properly when that was reviewed that that wasn't the most appropriate way of treating a fractured neck of femur and we could do better. And then we moved to the half hip replacements or the hemiarthroplasties as we call them. Uh, and they seemed to work pretty well. They had some limitations, they had some strengths. We liked them because they were shorter duration operations. They did not put patients through as much blood loss, we perceived. And we thought that the recovery period was a lot shorter, so they could rehabilitate quickly. And from the point of view of the longer term outcome, we thought that they were good because they were, I think they were cheaper from uh, in terms of keeping the uh, health system afloat for a longer period of time, particularly with an increased number of people having fractured neck of femurs and we thought that was the most appropriate treatment. What's come onto the horizon is a perception that in the more active people, in the people that are not necessarily from higher level care facilities, in people that are, are walking uh, much more ably, that a hip replacement may be a better option. And that was really part of the National Institute of Clinical Excellence and some of the suggestions they came out with years ago, suggesting that people that were more mobile, people that did not require a substantial support from walking uh, aids, 
they were probably better served by a total hip replacement. So that's where the concept of that total hip replacement started. And it's really grown because of, I suspect, people's views. And I also suspect that there are more uh, specialists that do total hip replacements uh, on the trauma roster. What What do you mean better? What What What's better about for the patient's uh, uh, point of view? Yeah, one of the concerns with the initial half hip replacements or the hemiarthroplasties was that if if the patients were walking long durations uh, and spent a lot of time on their feet, that the metal that was sitting within the hip would sort of gradually erode through the remaining cartilage in the cup or in the uh, acetabulum, and that would then lead to pain. So therefore, what the thought was that if people are more active and on their feet more time and they have a greater demand on their hip, then a hip replacement that also replaced the acetabular side would, if you like, circumvent that whole process and uh, allow them a greater, uh, a greater uh, period of time before they needed any support related to wear in the acetabulum. Okay. So total, total hips, um, instead of hemiarthroplasties, uh, are probably um, have advantages for younger, sort of more active people with a fracture. I think so. um, are there any are there any disadvantages of a total hip over a hemiarthroplasty? Yeah, I think um, a total hip replacement is a much more intrusive uh, operation. It, it takes more time. Uh, it, it involves a, a greater amount of operating on the bone and more bleeding bone because we have to replace both the the pelvic side being the acetabulum with the new cup, and also the femoral side being the thigh bone with the new stem. So that means more blood loss. It means a, a greater uh, stress on the person's ability to cope, a greater physiological stress on the patient. A- and this is the natural discussion that's often had with the friends and relatives or families that come in with the person that's had a fractured hip because they're very mindful of not overly stressing a person's uh, physiology or their ability to uh, survive an operation so we don't make them worse. So that's probably another reason why you, we're not using them in older, frailer patients. Yeah, I think for an older, frailer patient, if you can determine uh, which operation is the quickest and the best and lasts the longest with the least amount of blood supply and the lightest anaesthetic possible, I, I think that's a great combination. And if it's that one operation that'll see them out for the rest of their time here, here on the earth, I think that's a good option for them. Okay. Now, there's another um, change. There's another uh, sort of new invention that's, that's come on the market, and this is a type of total hip replacement um, that's called dual mobility. Um, and uh, just for the, for the viewers, it's sort of a smaller ball within a bigger ball within a cup, and that, that increased um, uh, sort of flexibility um, is meant to give you sort of better range of motion and, and less dislocation. So what's the story with these dual mobility hips? Uh, are people using them much? Should they be using them? That, that's the great unknown. So there is, there is a, uh, a thought at the moment that the dual mobility hips may help minimise the number of dislocations that people have after an operation, particularly with um, people that have fractured hips. 
I mean, we know, and you know, you're one of the directors on the registry, but the registry tells us that one of the reasons for revision when it comes to people that have a fractured hip is dislocation. And when they have a revision for dislocation, uh, it's often related either to a stem revision, which is the thigh bone, but the reason that the dual mobility cups have, I think, gained a foothold in, in the space is because people think, surgeons think, that they can minimise the number of revisions or dislocation so they can have fewer dislocations so that patients don't need more operations. And I think that's the space where the dual mobility cup has come into its own. And, um, but based on some data that's not there at this point in time, there is some series that suggest that it may be a good thing, but we really don't have a, a trial that compares uh, similar populations in the same way to tell us whether the added uh, time at operation from a hemiarthroplasty or the added expense to do a dual mobility as compared to a hip replacement it is a worthwhile undertaking. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point because they are more expensive too, aren't they? So Correct, yeah, I think they're a more expensive operation. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, that's been uh, excellent. I think that's a really good update. Hopefully um, um, those in the Hip Fracture Network will, will get something out of this. Um, so, uh, Marini, thanks very much for, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Ian. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Find the lecture version of this talk at www.anzhfr.org and stay tuned for further HipCast episodes.